Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. I mean, look, it's not pretty. It's not pretty. The Saints did not look great tonight, but they did enough. They did enough to win. And we do not talk a lot of NFL on this platform. Maybe that should change. I say that, and we talk LSU the whole day, <laughs> the whole damn time. Nevertheless, when you start off your season 2-0, and ask Sean Payton if he would rather be 2-0 and right now instead of 0-2. Sam Howell and the Commanders went out there and beat that ass on Sunday. So, good win. We're going to talk about it. It's the Saints postgame. I, I, look, man, if there's somebody that does more postgames than us, you're going to have to tell me because we do them during baseball season. We do them from LSU. We do them here. So we'll talk a little Saints, but we're going to push that back just a little bit because you know I got to talk about LSU. We're going to recap some Mississippi State and preview Arkansas. As I mentioned, we'll talk Saints. Brian Kelly meets with the media. Um, Greg Brooks looks to be out for a little bit. We'll talk on everything that Brian Kelly mentioned, and we'll do around college football in week three. So, looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. Yeah, Commanders. What did I say? You guys, you know, I mean, it's 927 at night. You got to cut cut some brother, a brother some slack. Um, Tyler Townsend, what's up, buddy? Says, let's go. Wasn't a pretty win, but a win is a win. I agree. So, so does say Dontrell Thompson by saying that the Saints win. They do. They do. I mean, look, I'm not a fan of Pete Carmichael. I've done videos. I've done bits on this. And just, I'm not. But Derek Carr had a really bad half, right? Like, Derek Carr had a really, really bad first half. Um, 
And prayers, speaking of first halves, prayer to Nick Chubb, man. Prayers to Nick Chubb. Like, that's not, that's not, you don't want to see that, man. Like, and then Adam Scheffner going out there and reporting what he reported. I love the broadcast tonight, by the way. I love, I know a lot of people don't like Chris Fowler talking NFL. I think Chris Fowler can call anything. If you really listen to Dan Orlovsky and Lewis Riddick, it was football gold. Like, bro, they they were spitting. Pause. But they, I mean, it was as good of a broadcast call as I can remember. It was a pretty good one. Um, but we got a lot to touch on. Jane Daniels, maybe. I was going to tweet this, but didn't want to piss people off. Um Maybe they need Jaden Daniels, the Saints. You know what I mean? And um, I was wondering how many people that would piss off. Guys, Jaden Daniels is one of the best quarterbacks, playing like, playing like one of the best quarterbacks in the country. I'm going to do a QB1 blind review. I probably should have gotten Zach to make me an an edit on this. Um, But... I mean, he's outdoing the the Heisman Trophy winner. So, say what you want about dude, but he's playing exceptional. We'll talk about that uh, tonight, too. I listened to a lot of Arkansas radio this morning. My buddy Ty Simpson, he'll be on with us tomorrow. Um, Listen to a lot of Arkansas radio, man, today. And they are as deflated as you would expect them to be. Sam Pittman's... Uh, press conference today he was deflated I might I almost did a section on this I might do it tomorrow like he sounded like oh woe is me like he sounded like the Arkansas Eeyore with titties (laughs) I mean he did not sound good so we'll preview a lot of that Chris Olave yes I see the comments Chris Olave went, went cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. It was his breakout game. And look, man, you know what I kept thinking the whole time? Like, especially with Garrett Wilson uh, two week, or last week when he had that ridiculous fade catch a- in the end zone. I know that there's probably a, not a better one-two punch in the NFL from a receiving core than Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. But Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson are coming. Pause. They looked really good. They looked really good. SLU Lions 07 with a $10 super chat. Thank you so much for the super chat. He says, Olave is that dude. SEC is wide open. Go Tigers. I love that. That's a good one. So thank you, SLU Lions. Line up. My alma mater showing out tonight. Oh, we got a we got a bot. We got a bot in the chat, Zach. They're all over us. They're like 2020 COVID. They're all over the place. <laughs> oh God, that was that was funny. That was funny. And if you haven't done so, producer Zach has a podcast, the Tigers Avenue podcast. Y'all need to go over there, man. They're good. Him and his brother are really good. So y'all need to go listen to. Uh, I was listening to him uh, today on one of their previous episodes, but I was listening to him today. 
Some good stuff from the boys. All right. Let's get rolling. Everybody do us a favor by hitting the like and share. Share to all of those social media groups. Man, you guys on Facebook, man. We're we're coming up on a million a million like views on the year. All on Facebook. Like it's it's ridiculous. You guys are killing it for us so far here this year on Facebook. Do us a favor by hitting the like and share. Share to all those groups, share to all the social media pages. Wherever you listen on YouTube, we're so close to six thousand. I'm thinking about doing a uh, thinking about doing a giveaway. If you've been here long enough, you know, man, we we've done giveaways three hundred dollars, four hundred dollars. I'm thinking about doing it. So you might want to subscribe. Is all I'm saying. I'm feel I'm feeling lucky, and you best hope LSU doesn't win on Saturday because then I'm really doing it. <laughs> I put some I put some coin down on LSU today. Some serious coin. So we'll see. All right. If you're watching, if you're li- wherever you listen to podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe. And if you're watching us on Fubo TV, welcome, welcome, welcome. Let's talk about our good friends over at GM Vardo and Sons, our good friends over at betonline.ag. Don't go anywhere. We're back next. We got so much we have to discuss. We do that next. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live, in-game betting, props, and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag, BetOnline.ag. With over 65 years of experience, nobody is better equipped to service in your vehicle than GM Vardo and Sons. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motor chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. If you break down the side of the road in the greater Baton Rouge area, they will come and get you. And the best thing about that is that they can come and get you. And then they can bring your vehicle back to their shop and start the repairs right then. Again, GM Varno and Sons, go see them over at 2500 Fuller Boulevard. Give them a call at 225-664-9992. 225-664-9992. Tell them your good friend, Blake Rafino. Sit you on by. We're back. I got to tell you, man, as bad as that, um, as bad as the Nick Chubb injury was, Jerome Ford, we got the TV in the studio here, just busted off like a 70-yard run. I think he stopped at the one, though. Looks like he stopped at the one. So, yeah. It's crazy how football works. You know what's crazy is uh, one of my buddies, he's a uh, Mike Bazile, he's a financial advisor, um, does all of me and my wife's stuff. And he, he was making a joke this weekend and said something to the effect of that, you know, he was talking about running back depth and he said, put Taysom back there. And I, I was kind of clowning him and they did it tonight. They did it tonight. We'll talk about the Saints though in just a minute uh michael morse with a 999 dollars super chat thank you so much buddy for sending us the super chat he says need to get aaron anderson beyond the line of scrimmage i agree with that wholeheartedly 
to throw him the ball. Throwing it to him behind the line of scrimmage is not – it has not done anything for him or this team so far. First off, thank you for the super chat, Michael. And he's so right. So, I, I, we can start off with that. I mean, if there is a negative, I do want to see him, like, actually get the ball when he's running a route. There were two plays this weekend. If if you're being – and listen – Tonight probably will sound like a Jaden love fest, but you go back and pop on that film. Dude was amazing, man. Dude was ridiculous. There were some plays, and again, ultra nitpicky. Aaron Anderson was open, but the throws that Jaden didn't get it to him was the one that he had to Logan Diggs, the impro- improvised play where he's throwing it to the right po- or, or right side and the broken play. Logan Diggs catches it, gets some yards, gets upfield. And then there was an out route. But the problem, him missing the the deeper out route to Aaron Anderson, Malik Neighbor scored. So, I, I mean, two plays, yeah. I mean, it, it, what, are, what are you going to say about that? One of them, you can't say anything because Malik Neighbor scored on it. I do want to see him get Aaron Anderson more involved. And... He's one of those guys like Chris Hilt, man. You just you, you anticipate the time in a game against a power five that they break out. And especially Chris Hilton, because we've seen him. I mean, he had a long catch against New Mexico last year. He had a long catch against Grambling for a touchdown. He was involved early. He got, I think, four targets uh, on the day. You want to see that a little bit more, but to Aaron Anderson, too. But listen. Listen. Saturday at 11 a.m. was arguably, I kind of want to say, in from a Power 5 perspective, like teams like you're actually going to have to really play against, it was probably the best game that LSU played under Brian Kelly from start to finish. A lot of that has to do with the simple nature that your quarterback was as good as he was, and he was. Man, I mean, like, that was easily Jane Daniels' best game. And to have that type performance each and every week week is tough. Things are going to happen. But you, even in Florida State, man, you can anticipate that he's really been working on sitting back in the pocket, getting the receivers involved. And if he throws the ball downfield the way that he is, he's going to – like, defenses will really have troubles with him. And I do think that that's a problem with Arkansas. Hey, man, we can't get burned deep by Malik Neighbors. Jaden Daniels is going off, but we still got to account for him running the football. This week, you could see a couple of probably quarterback draws – that he runs that are wide open because they're anticipating him when they get Logan Diggs out in motion all the way to the far end of the boundary that you got to spread out and Jane Daniels hits you with that quick, quick draw and he's off to the races. Still want him to get down, though. But that was the best game that LSU had played. Now, is Mississippi State really bad or are they a bad team? I would say, yeah, I don't think that they're a good team. I mean, they go into overtime with Arkansas. LSU goes into Starkville at 11 a.m. and blows them out. 
The question now becomes, how good is Florida State? How good is LSU? You're a quarter away. I don't know if you beat Florida State, if you continue to score in in that fourth quarter. You know, if Malik doesn't fall down, if Lacey doesn't drop that pass, if, you know, the the ultimate controversy of, well, is that a catch with Brian Thomas or not? It should have been a catch. But I just think that LSU is also really good. Defensively, they had a really good game from start to finish. Whit Weeks, he's going to have to be in there and rotate. You know, like Omar Spates, you you could tell that he was playing through injury against Florida State, and I started making phone calls, you know, like after Grambling. And people were telling me, like, hey, man, he was actually, if we're being honest, probably shouldn't have played against Florida State. But do you throw Whit Weeks out there as a true freshman with Harold Perkins in the inside as well? Do you put in Greg Penn? Like, what do you do? Bottom line was, is this team had some things they had to iron out. They ironed them out, and they go into Starkville and kick somebody's ass. And Mississippi State is a team, yeah, that they do not have an offensive pulse. Give some confidence to your defense. You play Missouri in a couple weeks. You play Ole Miss next week at 5 p.m. in Oxford. They got weapons. Like, I know that your secondary wasn't really tested in this one. They're going to be tested a little this week. They have a white, Arkansas has a white kid named Tesla. Yes, I'm not talking about the Elon Musk Tesla, but they have a white kid, Tesla, who is a really good possession receiver. They got some guys. But the next three weeks, you find out who you are. It's not Bama. It's not. You know, when you go at the end of the year against Texas A&M, no. You got one home game and two on the road. Now, our buddy Carter Bryan has talked about this a lot. Teams in the last 20 years in the SEC, when you go back-to-back road games, usually you split them or go 0-2. The only teams in the last 20 years in the SEC that have gone on the road in back-to-back weeks and had wins was 2019 LSU and 2022 Georgia. You know, Alabama and their dynasty when they had guys like A.J. McCarron, Greg McElroy in that early crew, Bryce Young, whoever you want to say, Bryce Young in the first year or the year that Texas A&M beat Alabama, they're going on back-to-back road games. So you look at these kinds of things and say, these next three weeks, you're going to look at it who are we really? What is this team really made of? And if your quarterback and, and, and running game to some extent, if your wide receivers and Malik neighbors look the way that they do, guys, Malik neighbors already has the same amount of touchdowns right now as he did all of last year. That accounts for something. Now, Mississippi State was a better team last year when you faced them early in the year in week three. They were. They had first-round guys that are making interceptions in the league like Emmanuel Forbes. Emmanuel Forbes had a pick yesterday for the Commanders against Russell Wilson. You look at all these things, and you just say to yourself, man, this team's got a lot of potential. And Jane Daniels is leading that charge. He's not going to hit all of those fade routes like he did on Saturday consistently, some of them. He's not going to hit. But if he's going to do what he did, if he's going to just actually let that beast rip, you're going to be a really tough team to beat, man. 
You're going to be a really tough team to beat. Against Mississippi State, there's a lot of things you can you can put on the front page and say that, well, this, this, and this happened, and that gives you the confidence going into this week against Arkansas and moving down the line. You know, the perception right now nationally is, is LSU the best team in the SEC? West, can they actually knock off Georgia the way that Georgia looked against South Carolina this week? You can't worry about that. You have to go out there Saturday and win. You have to go out there Saturday and win. Arkansas is coming off a devastating loss. They are itching and clawing to get themselves back onto the field and show like, hey, man, that was a dud game. We had guys that were hurt along the offensive line are arguably – our best weapon on offense, Rocket Sanders was out. He might be out again against LSU, but at least that's what Sam Pittman said today. But, man, we want to get back on the field and find out who we are. And if you're LSU, you can't take the foot off the gas. One thing's for certain. One thing is for certain. There have been... I'm just going to say a handful of times there's probably been more. Arguably, definitely there's been more. After the loss at Florida State, Brian Kelly got called a lot of things, man. He, You know, he, it's the same Notre Dame guy not playing the best players. And, man, he, you know, I heard one person comparing to, you know, this is what Les Miles is doing. And I sit here to myself like, man, Les Miles would never make some of these adjustments that Brian Kelly made. I mean, like, what are we really talking about? Like, Brian Kelly's a good coach for a reason. He's not going to stand there and let his teeth get kicked in. He's just not going to do it. You had guys like Whit Weeks, Lance Hurd. I know he had the penalty and he gave up the sack because he's a freshman. But, man, these guys feel like they're coming into their own. Now, you've got a lot of work you got to continue to do. If you're going to be a playoff team, look, just going to call it what it is. The SEC is down, and this is yours for the taking. You have enough talent to take it. You have enough talent to take it. Arkansas is a beat-up team. On the O-line, they're shuffling more along the offensive line than me trying to cut the deck at a casino, man. They are shuffling up front to find out what they have. You know, Cody Kennedy, the O-line coach, there's a guy that I played with at Southeastern. A guy that, you know, I was there the night that he rushed uh, Teak and he got in. I'm not a fraternity guy. I just saw it because it was like a big ceremony. I, I'm, I'm just telling you, he's doing everything he can. He's putting on duct tape because – Four of his, arguably, four of his starting five offensive linemen are really banged up or not playing. You got to do you, man. You you, you got to do you. You can't worry about them coming off of a loss to BYU. It doesn't matter. Champions go out there and, and take what's theirs. You know, like a tiger in the prey, man. A, a tiger in the wild. I, uh, and I know this is really stupid. Blake is doing a dad analogy. 
Uh, okay. I, I, I'm with you. But what, you got to have that, that look in your eye, man. You got to have that fight. You, uh, This team can legitimately go out there and take what's theirs. Go out there and take that mother sucker. Go out there and take it. Like, I know that we have issues that we got to work on. And hopefully those things are getting better now. But my goodness, what what I've seen, you know, Ole Miss struggling with Tulane, with a backup quarterback. Arkansas getting beat by BYU in the way that they looked. Texas A&M getting skull drug by Miami through the year. And if that Jaden Daniels shows up on that Saturday, they're in really big fucking trouble. It's yours for the taking, dude. It's yours. Oh, and by the way, the, the big – how did I leave this out? The biggest, like, exclamation point on this, Bama looks like hot garbage. Like – Alabama's so nasty, producer Zach would date it. Just joking. <laughs> producer Zach only dates Christian women. And that's that that's the God's honest truth. Gotta go and take it, man. Deshaun Womack looked good. He didn't have he didn't get in the stat sheet, but man, he's blowing up left tackles. Can you go out there and make it happen? I, I thought Jane Daniels. Now, I did this um, QB comparison. You want to hear something nuts? I'll get to a couple comments in, in, uh, in just a second about this. I did a QB comparison today. Where is it? Here it is. So, here's a blind QB test. Blind comparison. QB1. Zach, see if you can you can guess. Now, one of them you're going to get because you know I'm comparing one of them to Jaden Daniels. QB1 is 55 of 70 on the year, 78%. 878 yards and 13 total touchdowns. The other quarterback, quarterback two, 70 for 95, 74 yards, 977, 10 total touchdowns. Now, I'm going to bring up producer Zach. Producer Zach, who is quarterback one and who's quarterback two? I'm going to go Caleb Williams is quarterback one and Jaden Daniels is quarterback number two. That's why I hired him. He's arguably out-dueling the Heisman Trophy winner. Can he continue to play like that? If he can, then, man, you, you are – you are in for some – this is stuff we were seeing all offseason. Like, what he did today, what he did – I mean, what he did Saturday, I promise to goodness, was everything that we were seeing in the preseason. When we were going to those scrimmages, when we were going to those practices, like, damn, God, dog, Jane Daniels is going off today. That was what we saw. That is 1,000% what we saw. Can he be that? Now, we broke down a lot of Mississippi State. You can go check the postgame from Saturday. But I think you 
you face a team that and a coach that kind of really doesn't know what he's doing. I don't think Zach Garnett has a clue. I, I, I really don't. You know, he 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 he's three and zero as a head coach. He wins the bowl game. He beats my alma mater in Southeastern. He goes into overtime against Arizona, and they get the win. He got he's got an eleven a.m. home game against a top fifteen opponent, and he pisses down his leg. He pissed down his leg. The things that they were doing offensively were garbage, and that falls on him. Going off on BR Media Wednesday in the SEC teleconference. Hey man, you don't you don't have to be humble in the slightest. Just kick my camera. You don't have to be humble in the slightest. But what you do have to do, what you do have to do, is if you're gonna talk that shit like Saban used to, you gotta back it up. And you notice Saban ain't talking shit right now. Saban ain't talking shit. Saban's been friendly with the media. Why? Because they're getting that ass kicked. That's why. Everybody out here saying, oh, the day, the, the Saban that's laughing, that's the one that's going to kick everybody's ass. No, the, the, the Saban that was pissing, you know, pissing everybody off and saying you, you're feeding my team rat poison, you, all you guys in the media freaking suck. If he would have gone out there th- this spring and done that, I'd been like, oh, shit. Like, some of these national guys act like they have no idea. Like, they've never covered college football a day in their life. Anyway. All right. couple more things on – let's preview a little LSU. Let's preview a lot of LSU and Arkansas. So – no, I, Zach, I didn't send you this. I think I might have sent it to Joe. So we got we got the all twenty two copy of the BYU and um, uh, Arkansas game, guys. Listen, I don't think Arkansas is that good. Like I, 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 do they have the potential to do some really dangerous things? Yes. If Rocket Sanders is back in the lineup, okay, listen. They can probably run the ball on you a little bit. But I listened to Sam Pittman today, and he didn't sound like that he felt good that Rocket Sanders was going to be there on Saturday. Now, it is a long time until Saturday. We're we're at Monday, and, and I understand that. Is he going to be, you know, what happens in a weekish? Um. We will see. But he he sounded deflated today. Like his O-line's not playing well. His secondary has gotten a lot better. They forced a couple of turnovers this weekend against Brigham Young, and it didn't amount to anything because, quite honestly, K.J. Jefferson, you know, for a guy that doesn't turn the ball over a lot, he looked like he has not progressed in the slightest. Is he one of the best running quarterbacks and physically gifted human beings on the face of the planet? Yeah, because he's 6'3", 250 pounds, and will completely run you over like the like a tank. But him running you over like a tank really doesn't mean a whole lot when he's throwing the way that he's throwing. I, if you can get to him and get him down, I don't know if you don't go full Orgeron style in his ass this weekend and blitz him all night and beat you through the air. 
I know that your DB unit has had question marks, and maybe you're going to have to come out of that, right? Meaning maybe you're going to have to come out of blitzing him all night because he's picking you apart through the air. But there's no way in the first quarter that I am allowing K.J. Jefferson to beat me with his, with his feet. None. You know, teams can't come in there like what Mississippi State did this week against Jane Daniels. They blitzed him all night. And what did he do? He picked them apart. He got the world's biggest toothpick and was picking them apart one by one. Beep, beep, beep. You want to play man-to-man coverage on me with Malik Neighbors with a safety? Good luck, ho, because I'm going to throw that thing over the top. KJ's not that dude, man. He doesn't have the weapons on the outside. He's got an offensive line that's beat to hell. He doesn't even want the co- – he's not even seeking out the contact. Now, today was something that was interesting was he was, uh, Sam Pittman was asked about the health of KJ, and he said, yeah, man, he, he came in this game pretty banged up. I don't know how much I buy into that because I think that Sam Pittman is taking up for his quarterback who played like Dookie down the stretch. But I don't want to hear that Arkansas blew this game away and – BYU didn't take it from them. Arkansas in the fourth quarter didn't have any heart. They had no balls. You had no marbles. Mr. Anderson. Pedro Serrano running around first base doing the I got balls impersonation. They had no balls. They played softer than Charmin. Toilet tissue paper is not softer. A baby's buttocks was not softer than their O-line in the fourth quarter. They got absolutely clapped. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Rivalry game, boot on the line. Arkansas always comes in here and plays good. You got to focus and execute what you need to execute on. That's it. You You can feel good about Mississippi State. You should feel good about Mississippi State. Don't mean a goddamn thing. Look good. You performed well. You played a complete game. I'm with you. Go out there and blitz all night. Put KJ on his ass. Go after his ass. No pause. Because when BYU blitzed him, he didn't know what to do. He was a deer in headlights. We've seen this same KJ over and over again. Over and over again. <gasps> looking like looking like uh, Clifford Franklin when he doesn't have the special gel on his hands from the replacements. Hey, coach, it looks like I jacked off an elephant. Pause. Go out there and just be yourself. Like Aladdin, be yourself. Anyway, all right. (laughs) It's true, man. It's true. Y'all know it's true. I didn't say this in the open. I was just thinking about this. Where's everybody listening to us from tonight? Zach, did I ask everybody where they were listening from us? Uh, listening to where are you guys listening to us from tonight? 
I'm sure you're at your house. I'm sure you you know you just sitting there watching some more fun. Look at Luke. I'm watching from Facebook. I mean, like, where's your active location? Are you in the 985? You know, don't give me the area code. Give me the actual city. Like 985 225 504. Like this. Eunice, Boja City, South Carolina. Born and raised. Take my shirt off. Whip it all around like a helicopter. I think it was North Carolina. John Sibley, Butler, Franktown till we die in this thing. Beating Covington last week. All right. We can do we can talk some more LSU. I do gotta get to a break. Very, 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 very quick break. So let's do that. Let's talk about our good friend Tyler Alexander over at EXP Realty, our good friend. Um Oh my God! It's one of oh Ernie Drake over the Drake Williams Law Firm. It's too late, Zach. It's ten p.m. past my bedtime. Let's talk about them. Don't go anywhere. We'll talk a little bit more LSU. I'll give you some updates. We'll talk about Brian Kelly. I'll get to some of your comments, and then we'll do the Saints post game. What we thought. Back next. He will sell your house and find you a new. Well, Tyler's the man. He's here for you. You want to buy or sell? Well, it's not too late. Dial 955-0008. Just call 955-0008. Y'all call Tyler. He'll shoot you straight. Tyler Alexander by the Drake Williams Law Firm. DrakeWilliamsLawFirm.com. Whether you've been injured in an accident, you're preparing for a future with your estate planning, you're getting ready to close in on a real estate deal, or you're about to welcome a new addition through adoption into your family, or you're facing criminal charges, you need very experienced attorneys, and that is what the Drake Williams Law Firm will be able to do for you in navigating the legal system. The door to their cozy office in historic downtown Ponchatoula has been open since 1981. They have helped thousands and thousands of Louisiana families and individuals win cases, close on real estate deals, and regain that peace of mind. Their lawyers over at the Drake Williams Law Firm, Ernie Drake III, Ryan J. Williams, and Summer Vignair are very determined, compassionate, and dedicated to their craft. It's the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Give them a call today at 985-386-7600. Tell them your good friend Blake Rafino at AYS sent you on by. It was not the blackjack table. It was the roulette table. And I have evidence, sir, that's my brother right there, that my brother, after the uh, um, Decorian Moore commitment that we did, he we went to the steakhouse, the Bozer, Bozer Shreveport Casino, I forget what it's called, and we go in there. They got a bit nice ass steakhouse, and my brother and I go in there, and he buy, treats me to some uh, a steak dinner. Had S car go in that thing, and when I had S car go, we I had me a nice ribeye steak, and my brother's like, "Hey man, I just paid for dinner. I'm about to go win it on the roulette table." And my man walked in there and kicked their ass. They shut the table down. <laughs> it was the biggest. It was the 
It was the best big brother moment that you could have ever imagined. Right? Like, my brother's about nine years older than I am. You know, always kind of takes me underneath his wing. And my man legitimately paid for us to have a nice steak dinner. We walk in, roulette table, bang. For about an about two hour and a half, two hours, my man messed them up. He put down a $20 bill and walked out there with, I think, probably 12, 1,300 stacks. Yeah, bro. $1,000 chips. <laughs> I'm not joking, dude. What me? Hell no. Hell no. I, if you, so can we, let's just, um, let me just say this. Now there's three things now starting, I think November-ish, we got some things at work. We're going to be doing some, like some food content, not on this channel, but it kind of will be on this. Long story short, we're going to do a YouTube channel where we're going around doing some stuff. Um, now that we got some things opening up. If you go to a steakhouse and you order a filet mignon, Zach, if there's nothing that you ever listen to, people that go into, listen to this, people that go into a steakhouse and order filet mignon, either number one, don't want to spend the money to get a ribeye, or number two, are just grossly misunderstanding what a good steak is. The best steak that you will ever have is some form of ribeye. It's not up for debate. Texas Day Brazil, no, 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 no. Producer Zach, I'm gonna have to come. You're gonna have to come down here and take a uh, take a take a visit with your boy. I'll pay for it. You know, we'll we'll do this as a business expense. Best business expenses I can have. Supper Club's got a good one. They probably had the best. Um, Keith Young's and Covington's got a good one. I I tell you what, man, buddies. In Hammond, buddies in Hammond. Don't go in there on like a pack night. Like, don't go in there on Valentine's Day, like me and my wife did. Going on like a random Thursday, they gonna they gonna hook your ass up. Longhorn Steakhouse, hell no, hell uh uh. Go to a steakhouse. Women eat fillets. Men eat ribeyes. I'll probably get canceled off that comment. How crazy is it that I say something like that and you could get canceled for it? What do I know? Ruth Chris is too much of a chain, man. This man said Longhorn Steakhouse. Hell no. Hell no. Doe's. I think Doe's, David. Yeah, Doe's is a good one. Kind of fell off a little bit. I'm telling you, man, buddies in Hammond, it, listen, any of y'all come want to go treat, treat your boy to a steak dinner, I am down. I am down. I'll pay for our drinks. You pay for the steak. <laughs> Texas Roadhouse, hell no. Hell no. They're not bad, but we're talking about a steakhouse steakhouse. I know I did not just see what I just saw. Zach, I know I did not just see what... Cody! Uh-uh. 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 
No, sir. Hell no. Uh-uh. Hell no. Nope. Get your ass to buddies. Hell no. This man said Santa Fe. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Nope. No siree. No siree. Get your, get your ass up out of here. Get your ass up out of here. So, yeah, we're going to be doing some. I'm going to be behind the scenes on that one. But, yeah, I I, I like the, uh, uh-uh, no. Sully's in Hattiesburg. I heard some good things about Sully's in Hattiesburg. I need to, I, I need to go there. All right. A couple more things. Uh, somebody asked, Zach, can you pull this up for me? I don't remember where it was. About uh, Greg Brooks. Oh, here it is. Trip Block says, any update on Greg Brooks? Um, thank you so much, Trip, for the super chat. Um, so, yeah. I expect Greg Brooks to be out for a hot minute if he's not done for the year. Look, man, they're keeping something quiet. I said on Saturday, it's not my place. Like... I, I am assuming some people that want to, like, their job or they want to break news, they'll do it. I'm not doing it. At, at least from what I'm hearing, you know, I'm, I'm not doing it. And I, I wish him a speedy recovery. I, I wish him a speedy recovery. All right. A um, couple more things here. BK met with the media today, and there were some things that I did take away from Brian Kelly's uh, press conference. Number one, it kind of felt like a calm down session. Like, guys, come on. Like, we played a, a you know, a below average team. Y'all were freaking out. We didn't play good in the fourth quarter. We got some really talented dudes. Like, I know what, like, we, I mean, man, look, we've been in the top five and back-to-back classes in the portal. We just got so many young guys, and we got to figure things out. Now, Brian Kelly said that at SEC Media Days, man. He came out and said, look, man, I really just don't know what I have. You know, I, I don't know what I have yet. I know what I pretty much have offensively. And I think that showed this week and last week against Grambling. Maybe, and not maybe, but actually against Florida State, it didn't show it. You're playing better teams now. It's, it's going to have to. It, it's going to have to. I, I do think that if you get Florida State again, that's not going to happen. I, it's it's not going to happen. I know you're 0-2 against them. I know they want to talk shit because their fan base is, you know, out of control. They're good for the first time in like 72 years. Yeah. Greg Brooks, I don't know. One thing I do like is Mason Taylor. Looks like he will be back. Omar Spates looks like he will be back. This week, all hands on deck, man. And you know what? I, I say this maybe once a month. Um, shout out to Jake Flint and this coach and that and that training staff, dude. Like, remember how many injuries we had under Orgeron week in, week out? And you're gonna get some. I mean, like Greg Brooks is out, J.K. Johnson is out. Okay, all right, like that. Oh, all right. But, man, they've just really done such a good job. Such a good job. At, like, yeah, you got some guys out banged up, but it just feels like, like, look at look at Georgia right now. Guys, they're, they're throwing in a, an H-back at, at, at running back and trying to run the football. So, yeah, let me do a quick 
Give me five minutes. We'll get back to some LSU talk. Let me do a quick Saints post game so I don't make myself a liar here. Look, man, it wasn't pretty offensively. It wasn't pretty offensively. I, I, I'm not out on this Derek Carr thing. He's not played great the last two weeks. You know, the second half, I thought he played a lot cleaner and smoother. Chris Olave looked really good. Felt like they were trying to force feed Michael Thomas in the first half, which I don't really mind. Um, but just off rhythm, off timing. Second half, you look like you found something. And this defense is for real. Like, one thing that we cannot say about Dennis Allen, this defense is for real. They got guys all across. The, like, dude, Carl Granderson with two sacks. One of them, well, really actually one. He should have had a second one on the uh, on the other strip sack that he had. That got called back because of, I think, arguably, if I'm not mistaken, we could uh, you could just look this up. I think the only penalty on the night was Alante Taylor's five-yard holding call. Granderson, Brissee looks really good. Cam Jordan getting pressure. Got a massive run stuff on a third down. Panthers punted. That's back-to-back weeks, man. You're facing two teams in the NFL, regardless of who they are. They've looked really good. Offensively, you gotta you you got to figure it out. The first thing that you can do is fire Pete Carmichael, but if you're going to put Derek Carr as your quarterback, then, I mean, you might be a little limited. And Derek Carr's never had a defense this good. Never. Like, he would be 0-2 with the Raiders. Chris Olave had a, a coming-out party. Tony Jones, Taysom Hill. I think the O-line's still really questionable. But Tony Jones, man, got you tough, gritty yards at the end of the game, squaring up his shoulders, running right at the safety, like, move it get out the way I mean during the game Tony Jones Jr. wasn't his name anymore people in the stand started calling him ludicrous because he was saying move bitch get out the way tough greedy yards by Tony Jones Jr. and you'd like to see it 2-0 in the NFL man 2-0 in the NFL it feels good feels good and, and you know what, man? A lot of people poo-pooed on Baker Mayfield. That's back-to-back weeks, man. <laughs> Got another week of suspension from Alvin Kamara. You get him back. God, do you need Alvin Kamara to come back? So, 2-0 is never easy. Never, ever, ever easy. Can Derek, Can this defense hold on until Derek Carr and this offense starts finding rhythm? I thought they found one in the second half. Just give the throw the ball in number 12's general direction. Okay? Throw it in his general direction. <laughs> that dude's good, man. That dude's really freaking good. Shahid, got to get him some more looks. We'll see. Back to this LSU talk. We'll get to some of these comments. Let's get to some of these comments. Uh, Blaze LeBlanc said, Carr doesn't need to be great. This defense is solid uh, to score one more than the defense gives up. I can agree with that. Jason says, we don't use Hill enough. Well, I mean, especially tonight. I mean, guys, you remember that third and two call that that, that he missed? And look, Olave had the stupid catch in the second half. The one had tap up, getting back. 
Garrett Wilson had something like that. His counterpart, anything you can do, I can do better, like the Michael Jordan commercial with uh, Mia Hamm. I mean, look, this defense, speaking of Mia Hamm and, and kicking it in soccer, this defense has been knocking dudes around and kicking dudes around. You could be like Mia Hamm or like her husband, call me Nomar Garcia Parr type defense. See, now guys like Zach, young bucks like Zach won't understand that reference. Zach, there was a commercial with Michael Jordan and Mia Hamm. Wasn't it Mia Hamm, guys, who wound up marrying Boston shortstop Nomar Garcia Parra. And so you're kicking it like you're Nomar Garcia Parra. See, you get the, you get the reference there? And she was in the... Uh, she was in the commercial with Michael Jordan. Anything you can do, I can do better. God, it feels so wild being able to teach a young buck some things for change. I feel like all the old heads were teaching me things. There you go, Zach. Don't say I never taught you anything. <laughs> Women kicking it with me like I'm a no more Garcia Parra. Stephen Fry, our good friends over at Fry Construction, site and land development, site work and land development, oil and gas services, commercial construction, construction, aggregate and soil hauling, waste containers, demolition. They do it all there at 161 West Maple Street in Eunice, Louisiana, 337-457-50. hundos. Says Kamara going to be fantastic for car out of the backfield. I agree. I agree. We need a back, man. We need a back. In a bad way. In a bad way. Let me get back to this Brian Kelly thing before we get out of here. Um, look, Caleb Jackson, he was asked about Caleb Jackson in a really long, dumb question, but guys, Logan Diggs. So I went back and counted the number of pancakes just and I'm not being like super specific of guys that I see getting pancakes I counted seven for uh, uh, in the Mississippi State game seven Logan Diggs had three of them pass pro you can't teach the pass pro stuff that Logan Diggs did man you cannot teach it it giving Jaden a clean pocket Watson, an all first team all SEC linebacker, came on two blitzes, and Logan Diggs met him in the hole and said, Luda, move, Biot, get out the way. Get off the tracks because the train is coming through. Look, Mississippi State's got dudes. Are they a bad offensive team? Yep. Yep. Defensively, bro, they got dudes. They got two linebackers and, and a defensive end that's going to play in the league. They got a safety, a safety that's going to play in the league. Okay, they're not a bad defense. And you whipped that ass. So, in reference to Caleb Jackson, do I think he's RB2? I think you got to start giving him more touches. I just, look, we talked about him so much in the offseason. I said he had the most upside in this in this room. I had not given uh, uh, Logan Diggs his credit, but he does, man. Like, that 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 run along the sidelines is 
I know everybody knows it's a Leonard Fournette type of run, but he had the stiff arm in that hole. Woo! Reggie Bush style to get out to the outside. Footwork was elite. You got to get him some more touches, man. Like if it's first and 10, second, third, fourth drive, give him a carry. Give him a carry or two. Like, I, I, I get what you're doing. You're putting in Josh Williams and Logan Diggs in passing situations. I, I'm with you. I Like, I, I'm with you. Like, I, I don't think Brian Kelly's wrong there. He, win, lose, or draw, Brian Kelly's not wrong there. Let Logan Diggs, who's a perfect type of back and mentor for a guy like Caleb Jackson. But I think they found RB2. Look, Brian Kelly was asked about Savion Jones today as well. Guys really played well the last two weeks. I thought he didn't. I don't think he played bad against Florida State. Didn't get a sack, but you know nobody did. He's played really well the last three weeks, or really last two weeks. He gets his first sack. Can he continue to build off of that? Look, he he beat Ali Gay a year ago in sacks, and if he can continue to start working on some of these numbers, getting some more of these critical sacks. Now, look, KJ's a guy that can move, but. Even though guy, KJ's a guy that can move, you can he, he's like a mobile guy that he's not fast enough that you can't get to him. The question is, is can you bring the damn mammoth down? I mean, that dude, that's like, like, like KJ Jefferson sometimes is big and as strong as he is. It's like bringing down a damn walrus. It's like if, if you're the, you know, if you're a lion in, 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 in the wild and you're, you know, you got you and your gang trying to run up on like a hippo. <laughs> like some that dude's like a big ass hippo out there, man. There's a reason why lions don't hunt, you know, hunting packs. There's a reason why lions hunt packs. Takes five of them to bring that big ass hippo down. I mean, so can Savion Jones is definitely a guy that doesn't need any assistance. <laughs> Uh, Brian Kelly also mentioned he, – he was asked about basically recruiting and playing some of the young guys. Guys, he, he played who he thought was the best dudes. Like, I, I just cannot emphasize enough. I cannot emphasize enough how this dude's just going to make the right move. And it sucks. You lose to Florida State. Like, I get it. But this season's so goddamn long. I mean, let's look into week three. When I look into week three of college football, when I look into week three, and I recap it and review it, and I see a team like Alabama struggling against South Florida, like, is Jalen Milrow suspended? I, I'm I'm serious. That's probably never going to come out. Nobody's going to talk about it. It's not going to get reported on. My good buddy Josh Pate would say. Man, they're not that good. They can't score. And then you got Texas in the first week and the third week. They go up against Rice. They get their cheeks clapped. Or not really. But they don't play up to their par. And then they go out there against Wyoming. And it takes Quinn Ewers to go off in the fourth quarter. They're not, they're not dominating anybody. And he didn't even really dominate in the fourth quarter. 
He got he threw a little screen, little out route. You know, his guys taking it to the house. I mean, he got lucky on some of those. Alabama's not good. And I don't think Texas is We're back. I don't I don't believe it. I, I don't believe it. Oh, Blake, they beat a bad Alabama team. And, well, they did they go – they accomplished something by going into a, t- a place like Alabama and getting a win that they historically wouldn't get. I'm with you. They accomplished something. But accomplish what? Because when you peel back the layers of that onion, Alabama's not a good football team right now. They're not. I can make the argument that LSU, Ole Miss, Texas A&M – I would have said Arkansas if they would have held on and beat BYU. I can make an argument for four teams in the West taking down Bama. Nick Saban this, Nick Saban that. Nick Saban ain't got an answer. He ain't got an answer. You know, he, he he's on the side of the highway starring 911 to get road assistance. Because they're on this journey and road, and they don't know what they need to do at quarterback. They don't know. They don't know. Stupid idiots. They don't know. So we'll see. All right. Get late. Good to be back to get to our uh, normal rotation tomorrow, that's for sure. All right. Week three, what else happened in week three? Oh, Colorado, Colorado State, yeah. Travis Hunter's out. Sucks. What else happened in week three? Oh, Georgia, yeah, they came back. Yeah. Tennessee. Rut row. Rut row. Can't be getting beat by Florida like that, dude. And Billy Napier, bro. Hold on. I this gets this goes unnoticed. Do y'all know that Florida had twenty six points in the first half and only got three in the second half? Billy played conservative. Can't do that. Even when he's winning, he's making bad bad decisions. See y'all tomorrow, guys. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.